What you want? I, uh, I want a pipe. You crazy? No pipe this place. And what are those guys doing, blowing soap bubbles? No opium here. And what's that I smell? Incense. We burn incense. wasn't the first time he had done that i bet there was the breaking point like she'd been like her mouth was open several times <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, burp, burp, burp. all right I, I was kind of doing a little bit of a favor for uh, amy with that we did start talking about farts amy before yeah. we really got rolling here yeah. so you'll just have to know that we, we did it but it's not we're, it's not the focus of the show is not going to be a um what was it going to be flatulence and stigma in recovery <laughs> um <laughs> The flat. Oh boy, we could go on about that. We could. Oh, we could. Awesome story. We could. Um, it would be fun, but that's a whole different show. All right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, b- before we get started, I want to tell. I want to say a couple quick housekeeping things, which isn't fun. And I don't do it enough. No, maybe it's fun. Yeah. Um, so uh, Dave Cook of 100pedals.com, who's uh, the father of someone in recovery. Um, who, who I guess early on uh, in his son's recovery, um, I guess sort of at a loss for what to do, committed to riding his bike for an hour a day for the next 100 days. So he, he, has, he has a site, 100pedals.com, and a podcast. Um, I think primarily his, his audience is more um, parents of people in recovery. He put out a call for guests, and I was on last night. I was oh. his guest last night. Well, cool. And so that will be out, I think, also tomorrow, Thursday, when this will be out. Nice. Right. Um, and then I think we're going to... Dude, gonna his son was in recovery. He wanted to do something, felt powerless, and decided, I'm going right, to do this hour-long bike thing just for solidarity or awareness yeah, or whatever. I'm going to match his commitment yeah. with a commitment of my own. That's cool. And, and hopefully he'll tell better tell his own story um, when we have him on sometime in the near future. Fantastic. That's great. All right. Um, that was one thing. The other thing is, this will be the last episode that I post on blog talk radio. It'll be uh, exclusively now on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Okay. And just people, if you're listening on blog talk, stop listening on blog talk and switch. Have we had a fight uh, with them? No, I just, uh, it's I, early on, I, I did some research and I thought it was the best option, and it's been okay, but it's uh, it's not what I'm into anymore. They're right. not going to shut you down midstream for saying that, are they? Yeah. No, I hope not. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then uh, also, there's a, a I have a survey up just about our listeners. If uh, people can find the time, I think like maybe ten minutes tops to uh, check it out and and uh, take it. I'd certainly appreciate it. That's We'd right. This, it. No. Sh- this show will be better if you take the survey. It will. 
It will improve I mean, we, us, right? Yeah. Well, we'd yeah. like, we'd we need just like your to feedback. See who, yeah. you know, who, we know <clears throat> numbers. Um, actually, consolidating on on fewer platforms will help me better understand the numbers, and then I'd just like to know really who's listening beyond that. Yeah. you're in recovery. Yeah. Um, Plus, so, we're in marketing, so we like to do highly targeted podcasts. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. Women, yes, we do. eighteen to thirty-five. Well, surgical, to- <laughs> surgical podcasting. <laughs> well, we did try to cover uh, the request for a little flatulence talk at the at the beginning of the hour. <laughs> right. We'll take your requests. That's um, it. So uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Anybody all right. got any, anything want to? Like, have a thought. I have, any, I have a thought. Any that? shout outs? Oh yeah, no. Just what a uh, good topic for tonight. Something that was brought up at the meeting. Are we, are we ready to throw topics out there? We are ready to throw top. Well, we have a topic. We did, did we? No, I don't know. No, no, no. Okay, no. we're ready. No, we yeah. we're gonna do our big April Fool's broadcast. Oh, yeah. yeah but we're, then we thought that was a stupid idea. So yeah. we, where we all acted like we had a relapse <laughs> and told the story of our relapse, and then said April Fools. We really didn't. Actually, uh, I didn't know about that part. Oh. <laughs> I actually went out and did a relapse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just exactly. to make your... I'm Wait, a method actor, man. Jeff, what are you, you talking really, about? You got to explain it a little better next time. <laughs> I thought you said go out I and do a relapse. I thought you said we were going to relapse. And, and then, then we'll talk about, joke it. about it. I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. Actually, oh, that didn't work out. I yeah. talked over you. I was going to say, actually, it's really been one person all along. It's been right. Chris. I do three voices. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I am um, sad. So this the topic tonight, uh, and I thought this was interesting, was how easy it is to get prescription drugs, how they are simply prescribed a lot. So mm. you go with your surgery, you get your wisdom teeth pulled, you whatever. You're mm-hmm. depressed. You're depressed, and doctors tr- genuinely want to prescribe. We, we are a society that just can't do pain. We, we have pain management and pain whatever, just in general. It's a billion-dollar industry. So as a recovering alcoholic, as an addict, or as anyone, I think mm. we, the topic tonight was how people had gotten hooked quickly mm-hmm. on Vicodin and Oxy and had gone off and done heroin, and that's sort of what mm. six stories tonight were about, that exact same journey. But the interesting part of that was what to do with prescription drugs, what to do with when a doctor prescribes you for pain or, or just what, how to manage that. Because I think we all, like I'm listening, half listening, thinking, <laughs> I have well, what you do drugs. is you yeah. crush them up. <laughs> right. I'm like listening like, mm, that sounds snort. good, right? No, I, I, and I've known a lot of people in recovery who have gone that relapsed right. and it started with prescription painkillers prescription painkillers of some type yeah and then the prescription runs out and then it's you know i want to keep feeling this way so i'll pick up a bottle or yeah how easy yeah and that's what it is like you get a prescription for opiates mm-hmm. they run out and mm-hmm. it's easy to get heroin and pretty soon you're hooked on heroin but it, just how interesting that was of uh, and it, there's no because you're being pres- so one of the answers is feel the pain right you just got to live through the pain uh, period uh, and I, but, here, but there, there, there is, are, is that black and white issue do you take some and not all or how do you even what's the ethical yeah. or is one going to get you hooked sobriety based viewpoint yeah. or variety of viewpoints on the use or misuse of prescription but here's the thing though about that though one the, uh, the caveat I'd say is it's not necessarily that people can't handle pain I, I think there's there's a number of issues that go into oh, yeah. one that the pain meds are overprescribed, mm-hmm. which is different than yes. somebody not being able to handle pain. Yeah, just get the, on your mic, please. Yes, the pain. Is, yes, is that it's a pain industry. Jeff said yes. Yes, the yeah. pain. But the pain. Um, the pain. 
that they're overprescribed. Two, that regardless of how well somebody can handle pain, people, regardless of the prescription, don't take their prescriptions the way they're prescribed. Right. Meaning, you're mm-hmm. supposed to, you get a prescription, you're supposed to take it till it's done, kind of thing. With, yeah. You know, antibiotics, whatever, yeah. take it. Even as needed stuff is where the issue comes in, I mm-hmm. guess, um, which opioids are. But the challenge is the person getting addicted or abusing them, I should say, isn't always the person they're prescribed to, right? It's that, you know, the, the, the real, um, I, I think, danger in the, the epidemic that, that we're seeing is people, you know, kids, basically. Yeah, that's another finding, issue. You know, finding right. and using. Um, all, this, all these pain meds floating around. Yeah. All yeah. these pain meds, and then uh, that's what, um, you know, my understanding is, and I'm out, out of my element to a large degree, but, you know, translates at some point into the heroin. Yeah. But or if, anything else. I mean, I, I mean, you you hear the heroin story a lot, right? Because it's just a lot easier and cheaper to obtain than prescription drugs in yeah. a lot of cases. But I mean, I've I've known people that have gone back to alcohol mm-hmm. also because you know I think they right. get accustomed to the escapism or what have you. Right. Yeah, um, the altered consciousness. But, but would you? So we go. We we're in recovery to guard ourselves to have this defense against the first drink because we know once we have mm-hmm. one drink. Right, we have no power over that mm-hmm. drink, and that pill, that one pill, is probably as powerful as that one drink. So, would you guys, if oxy was prescribed to you, would you take it? I haven't been in a position where I've been prescribed painkillers mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, if I don't know that I've ever been legitimately prescribed painkillers for anything, <laughs> right? Um, well, but, does make sense. You mean that you've ever been prescribed painkillers? Yeah. I don't know that I really have. Your wisdom okay. teeth get pulled, and here's 20 oxycontins. Right. Or whatever. Well, when my Vicodins. ex-wife had our first child, um, yeah. I, I filled her Darvacet prescription and right. took it. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's allergic to uh, opiates. Interesting. I, on the other hand, am not. <laughs> well, <laughs> as we've in a different way. As I've yeah. rapidly found out. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, I don't know. So it's difficult for me to make any sort of informed right. I haven't been in that position. If I broke my leg tomorrow and I was in excruciating yeah. pain and I was prescribed painkillers, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm no fictional James Fry. If I'm going to get my teeth pulled, I'm going to have some something going on. I'm not going to yeah. free, I'm not going to whatever. There, yeah. Fictional it. James Fry is uh, redundant. Right. So we're all aware <laughs> of that. <Right>. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I I can't remember. I, I feel like I have had some sort of pink. I've never had anything super crazy or strong. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Since I, certainly not since I've been in recovery. And in general, what's crazy, I, when I've had my, what, what do you have taken out? Your wisdom teeth? Mm-hmm. Your tonsils? No, your wisdom teeth? Wisdom teeth. I had my wisdom teeth. I had them all taken out at once. Yeah. And this was decades ago. This was bef- you know pro- bef- just as I was getting started as a drinker. And um, I remember getting a prescription for whatever pain meds then yeah. because yeah. they're like, oh, this is going to hurt, yeah. right? This is going to yeah. be pain. Yeah. I didn't take one. Yeah. Um, doesn't sound like a badass. I typically have a high tolerance for pain. And I also don't get the expect, like like that. I yeah. didn't get any pain from yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, so I, I don't know about pain meds. But, you know, the thing like, it's sort of related, but like something like, you know, you're not supposed to, Cough syrup, or yeah. as, as a mm-hmm. right, it's got alcohol, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take cough syrup. I do take cough when I have when I have, you know when I have whatever requires cough syrup. Yeah, 
I drink. I don't drink it. I Robitussin. Use, I, 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 I drink it. the hell out of that <laughs> I shit. Drink it. I have a bottle. Brown paper with, I have a bottle with breakfast every morning, and I am unapologetic about it. No, but <laughs> I, have you ever heard me cough? Have you? Have you? <laughs> have you? <laughs> then I rest my case. Um, but yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I get down with the scissor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, people. I do not get down with the scissor when so I need not get down. cough syrup. I drink. It's not for everybody. I understand that some. Yeah. People, it's just not a good idea. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I would be hugely, I would like be hugely wary of taking getting painkillers as an alcoholic. I'd be, huge, but do you, like, do, you do use cough syrup? I say drink it. You don't I have, it. yeah, I guess I have had cough syrup. Yeah, yeah. I think I have as well, not but, recreationally. But, yeah, no, but I just don't know no. if I would take, I don't I, know if I, I would take like oxy it. or Vicodin. Well, and I'd be really, really, really wary of it. My track history has proven to me that responsible use of anything that's going to alter my consciousness is not a mm-hmm. possibility. So yeah. something of that ilk, a controlled substance, which those are, yeah. you know, those are scheduled mm-hmm. controlled substances I yeah. wouldn't take. Now I know, you know, Tylenol, there's Tylenol 3, which yeah. has a little bit of codeine, yep. but mm-hmm. you could do that. And then yeah. I had, um, I hurt my jaw when I first got sober the first time and um, and I was in a recovery and outpatient program and they told me, you know, you can take up to X number of Advil mm-hmm. time, you know, mm-hmm. before it starts to have any adverse effects. So I just took a, a shit ton of Advil and, hmm. and it seemed to help. I, hmm. I, I and was, was personally your, speaking, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But I, I, I'd you hear wary. these stories. I know, but I know lots of doctors who don't quite get where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quickly write these prescriptions. It's not really talked about in their mind. They're, they've done this. They write these things all day mm-hmm. and, don't quite understand. I think you got to be really vigilant about your own. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. You have to it protect yourself. It feels like it's yourself. easy. It's, but even as addicts, it's almost like half of you wants the prescription so bad. Well, the other half of you is like, you know you shouldn't be doing it. I'm going to be transparent <clears throat> with your physician, too, and tell them, yeah. like, hey, yeah. I'm in recovery, which is a tough thing to do. Yeah. For right. Habitual. Newly sober. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right. I think that's where, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess I don't have that that relationship with them to know that. I think only in a, a way, just because it is the taboo and forbidden, I might have a little tingle of that. Like, I'll be, you know, sure, write me that prescription. I, but I, I don't. You would, yeah, it doesn't. I don't have the relationship with with opiates or painkillers yeah. to say, yeah, I'd love to get going. Get going. Um, you know, well, <laughs> and the interesting thing is, I, like, since I have been in recovery, I mean, sort of the, you know, guilt and, and shame in certain phases or what sort of nudge me on track whenever I even get remotely. Mm-hmm. When I started taking Lexapro, um, like for, like I don't know, maybe like a week or two in, for about a week, like maybe like half an hour, an hour after I took it, I would get so mellowed out, like almost to the point of... Um, it changed your consciousness. No, well, but... It, but it also made me. It gave me like the warm fuzzies, like almost ah. like like mm-hmm. Alexa Pro nod. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like I was just, I was just thing. like, yeah, yeah. Just not euphoric, uh-uh. but just super like. Things are cool. Just, things are groovy. But it, I can't, man. I can't explain it. Just right. almost like sleepy, but super comfy. Like just, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I remember feeling terribly guilty that I was enjoying that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was. <laughs> it's the reality. Um, <laughs> right. But you know, went on for like a week, and I did 
you know, there's a, a there's a brief transition period where I missed that, and mm-hmm. then I recognized, wow, that, you know, mm-hmm. that could be, a, yeah, you know, a danger, yeah, yeah. um, like, um, and uh, but you know, I somehow, like I said, sort of the guilt and shame and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you were me, hyper aware of this. I was this, hyper aware that yeah, I was feeling, feeling this way, something yeah. really good. Yeah, you know, relative to what I, you know, had been doing, which was yeah. nothing, and um, potential for abuse. So I guess that that sort of brings me back to thinking. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that makes me probably more. Now that I remember that. Yeah. More scared of. Uh, more <laughs> scared of now. Yeah. I wonder, like, <clears throat> and someone someone comments tonight. You know, my sponsor. Mm-hmm. He's like, you just got to go through the pain. They're gonna give you a prescription for fifty. Take six for the next two days. Get rid of get rid of the forty four and just feel the pain. I mean, that's just what you got to because you got to go to any lengths to stay sober. Right. And I think that's interesting because I bet he's these a, things he's a little get, bit of a hard ass. He is a hard ass, but I bet you get addicted really quickly to these things. Sounds I just like bet uh, you get addicted quickly. I know I do. Yeah, I bet and it, I it doesn't take much. Been there, yeah, you know, three, four, mm-hmm. five. Yeah, the, the you don't need them anymore, and you're still popping them. Right. I bet that's right. an easy mm-hmm. thing to get into. Mm-hmm. It's just how easy it is. Someone prescribed it to you, right? And they throw prescriptions at you. I mean, I, I yeah. went to an outpatient program two and a half years ago when I first, when I uh, just was separated from my ex. And, yeah. You know, I'd lost my job, and I went to this outpatient program in a hospital here in town. And so I had a consultation with the physician, and right away she wrote me a prescription for an antidepressant, for uh, Ambien, and for lorazepam, which is Ativan, which is... Uh, Right away, so I yeah, walk out like, there with like first three meeting. scripts wow. in, in ten minutes. Yeah, and lorazepam, highly addictive. Highly. Is addictive. it a painkiller? It's a mood it's a sedative. It's okay. it's um it's you know yeah um baby Valium kind of gotcha and uh and Ambien you know is right. Ambien. makes you sleep right knocks your ass sleep, out or yeah. if you deliberately don't sleep it makes you trip <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so here I am four days later yeah like, yeah I don't need drugs anymore you know yeah I'm taking all these pills. <laughs> Um, wow, but yeah, huh. so that's that's a cautionary tale, and I bet that happens all the time. It everybody simple meeting, yeah, and this ten minute meeting, drug and alcohol rehabilitation. They're giving wow. you controlled substances like twelve. Here you go. Yeah, this will make you better. It was crazy. I remember thinking, God, that's so irresponsible. That was my excuse to stop going. <laughs> They're so irresponsible. I'm only going to go and get these filled a couple times. It's out of spite. And did you abuse them, or did you take them like they were I meant to? I abuse everything. Yeah. No, of course I, know. I abuse them. Of That's course, fine. I'd be like, "Hey, one feels pretty good. Wonder how five feel." <laughs> Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. But that's crazy. But that's crazy. You're in a drug and alcohol rehab place. Yeah, and they're giving you pills, knowing you'll abuse them. Well, and that that goes into the larger issue, which is a lot of the physicians that were sort of it was almost like they were assigned to spend a certain allocated amount of time at this outpatient treatment yeah so they'd have to go off call at the hospital they'd have to go to the yeah you know um so the physicians there just she was she answered doing her chore twice during our consultation Uh, sorry i gotta get this yeah what (laughs) yeah yeah no i told you i'll stop by the store so just shut up no i'm with the patient whatever you know and so it was almost like community service felt like yeah there you it's go. It's not how they make their money, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in any case, uh, 
But I didn't, no one told me these things when I got sober, you know? And these would have all been just, you know, things to watch out for, little sober hacks, right? Well, you got sober a long time ago, yeah. too. I mean, back, Before, you know, yeah. back in the day. Back in the olden days. Don't get addicted to laudanum. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Take an <laughs> assault of opium, you know, right. like whatever. We, actual, this is opium from China. <laughs> right, exactly. The poppy. Demon dead, right. poppy. <laughs> Seek out only the finest of opium gums. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and 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 me often the the wilds of, of recovery early on. I just had this notion that you know I don't know what what are those sort of like cliches that you end up like smoking shoe polish and you know drinking cough syrup and yeah. like uh, all you know all those things. I'm just like, model man. glue. Yeah, mo- oh, like hand sanitizer. Exactly, half huffing hand glue. Sanitizer. Right, that's right. Wow, wow. They, to- tootin' hand sanitizer right out of the. You bl- they couldn't you keep it stocked it? in the recovery right. home I was in because yeah. people would smoke, drink it, drink it's it. Like eighty percent alcohol. You're kidding? Right. They would slog down the gel. Oh, I know. What that the hell? is hard. Or the foam. Like, Core. Those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The foam is way better. <laughs> no. No, yeah. Did you was, try any hand sanitizer? No, okay, no, no. I okay. was sober. I was done. Okay. Know? Okay. Like, I, but I, there, were, there were you. cautionary tales. What are you saying that I drank some? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a guy who drank rubbing alcohol. Right. Twice. Oh. Almost died. Yeah. But, yeah, those. Vanilla extract. And I think. Uh, <laughs> who was I t- oh, I was talking to, to Dave last night on his podcast. And just, I think by the time. I got around to it, and the way I, d- I did it, I was just like so convinced that I was ready. I think I felt like it was—I was only going to get one shot at it, sort of thing. But I don't know. I mean, I—I I, I didn't. I was just like because I knew so little. Yeah, I knew just enough to scare me. Like, okay, I got to stay away from shoe polish. Yeah, and yeah. Cough syrup <laughs> right. for a while. Right. And then as I sort of—I don't know—understood my, and I think better understood my tolerance and the things that might you know endanger my sobriety like you know basically cough syrup is the only thing i can think of that yeah. i mm-hmm. that i that you do that i do yeah um you know and that's pl- so that rare. place you volunteered for a while mm-hmm. did they talk did they have any literature or anything on prescription drugs or oh yeah i mean what was their were they like oh man you should take them or not take oh oh or do they have any guidance on any of these things well a lot of what they do is a lot of what they do um, is prevention based, so it's it's geared yeah. towards kids. Um, okay. Across, I mean, they start. I think all the way from maybe even in preschool, they they have a program. But you know, it's it's very. It has nothing to do with with overt discussion of drugs. It starts with about how to be a good friend. They gotcha. just it's skills to help yeah. you deal with you know peer all pressure, kind of and then ultimately you know they they introduce more information about gotcha. um, substance abuse, and. Uh, and then they basically train, you know, work to sort of educate and train, um, you know, uh, younger ambassadors, sort mm-hmm. of, because the, the message, you know, is is better received from peers, I guess. Yeah. Um, we call that train the trainers. Train the trainers. That's in the business. A little business slang for you. Train the trainers. Train train. I love that song. Who trains the trainers? Who trains the trainers? Um, <laughs> but anyway, the, the point is, yeah, there, I mean, the, there's a lot of, you know information right now about the prescription opioid epidemic mm-hmm. abuse yeah. and how that translates you know into you know crosses over into heroin use a lot but also how you know the the 
the demographics of that abuse are just like shifting wildly or certainly coming more out, becoming more predominant that, you know, it's a lot of older people Mm -hmm. and a lot of younger people are are being introduced to, you know, heroin by way of, you know, their parents or prescriptions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. so don't take prescription painkillers. Well, no, well, that's not. See, that's, I don't know. Don't I take, think it's got to be like a case by case basis. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I can imagine people who are in excruciating pain, and yeah. I think it's just the what is going to jeopardize you the most. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision yeah. for anybody because yeah. I don't. I but at some point, we're all yeah. gonna. At some point, we're gonna have a surgery or something. Mm-hmm. Something we're gonna get. Right. We're all gonna come to this. At some point, right? All right, this week for next week's show, we're all—it's all, it's all oh, organ, organ surgery. <laughs> the organ of your choice. Get it out of there. Oh, spin we're the wheel. Rotate. We're gonna rotate yeah. kidneys or something. Yeah, exactly. Can you Take a kidney out of me. Give it to him. You give me yours. You Pass give me to the right. left. Yeah. Oh shit, my spleen! I need that. <laughs> Shake hands to the right. Pass your kidney to the left. <laughs> just and we'll just live it next week, right? We'll just come yeah. back and say, be like, oh. I didn't take any pills. But what, what test case? Somebody won't take anything. Yeah. Somebody will take the. Somebody will take oh. them and somebody will only take some. I like and it. Somebody I will like get, it. And then one of us will get a placebo. <laughs> <laughs> placebo Jeff, kidney. Yeah, Jeff, you didn't get a, yeah. even get a kidney. Right. We put a potato in your body. <laughs> How's that feel? <laughs> uh, That's why you get the opioids because you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's kind of a win and a loss. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's... It's a complex issue, and you know, I mean, I've I've known hardliners in Alcoholics Anonymous to tell you you shouldn't don't take anything. Take them. Right, you, right. you shouldn't take anything, right. even don't even SSRIs or I know, anything. I know. And I and I think that's that to me. I have What's a SSRI, serotonin and reuptake. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. I think that's a load of crap. Yeah, we're not physicians, and, right? You know, but opiates are so addictive right. to begin with, right? And believe me, I've tried to abuse antidepressants in my life. It doesn't work. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, no. I've tried yeah. all of them mm. and uh, nothing. So you, you can't take, like, at a certain point, you can't, they don't do any more the more you take. No. It doesn't no, matter. They're okay. cumulative and you're, you know, they, you need to reach a certain saturation point in your bloodstream. You can't, Over- uh, they don't hit you that. Right. Nothing hits you. It's and not a, yeah, there's, there's not a high there. Not a noticeable cognitive shift, at least as far as I was. Yeah. No, there's no cognitive shift really. And the only thing I was talking about was this yeah. weird one week, like first when few you're days of just like this super chill, warm, fuzzy thing that lasted mm-hmm. like I don't know thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, and and the thing with SSRIs too is they one they they, they do not um, alter your sort of consciousness very literally. That's I was afraid of that when I took it because I'm like I spent so much time getting rid of things yeah. I, I didn't want to add one. I actually filled the prescription and didn't take it, and I probably mm-hmm. told the story. Wow. Before. Um, until my neurologist gave me that line of what, what will it matter in 10,000 years anyway. And I said, wow, that does not sound like a neurologist. I'll mm-hmm. do it. Um, <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it it didn't make me any less me. If it just made me less depressed mm-hmm. or, or sensed the depression less, I should say. Um, and the other thing is they don't all work the same for everybody. Right. That's why, you know, you have people sort of Turn I mean, on, to yeah. try a variety. So there, there's no real way to get crazy on the mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I tr- tried them all. Yeah. You know, they, they cycled me through pretty much everything. Yeah. But but that, is, that to your point, though, that is when 
I guess old timers, hardliners, big book thumpers, whatever you you want to call them, sweep all that under the rug. I do think that's a danger. Oh, I think it's an absolute danger because any, any dismissing sweeping proclamation <clears throat> that excuse doesn't me. take into account you know individual right. I mean, it's just such a hard line stance and right. i i don't think you can make allowance you have to make allowances for individuality and and it's dangerous yeah. it's dangerous well it's funny because the same it's the <coughs> same I mean, lots of guys are on antidepressants and mm-hmm. then right mm-hmm. lots and lots and lots and those are very successful yeah i mean people, people are, need them yeah i mean it's it's it, it is a necessity in some people's lives yeah versus yeah opiates so it's probably it's just a drug by drug case by case if you went in for a surgery tomorrow and had to take them, took them, did fine, you know, we're done we're done with whatever, however yep. many you needed after yep. whatever, a week or yep, yep. would you revise your sobriety date? No, I would not. But I would tell I would like whoever was taking my wife, I'd be like My wife. Take sorry. take if they gave me fifty of these painkillers, I'd be like, Let me take let me take these first ten mm-hmm. and we'll you take right these now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. All at once <laughs> and I'm snort them. Two, right? and so don't wash be scared. Them down with this handle. <laughs> this will be cool. I'm right. gonna crush five, <laughs> suppository one. <laughs> and bang the rest. Are we cool so, with that? Is that cool? And cook, yeah. I'm, <laughs> cook up a few. Yeah. So <laughs> So when I come down like a maniac like chasing you, you around the house, right. trying to fucking get those other forty, like, don't give them when to I me. When I beg you on my hands and knees, like a, when I'm weeping, don't give them to me. Don't no give how me the much drugs. I threaten you. Right? No, I I, I would have some kind of plan into place so. Like I think I'm I, going on these things. Right? You got to tell something. You talk about it more than any just normal person on the planet. Although I think these are so addictive. I think people that aren't addicts. Get addicted to this crap. Oh yeah, sure. really easy. Absolutely. Right. They have no history right. of addiction, no mm-hmm. history of anything. I think that's how addictive they are. Mm-hmm. They're a point of entry for a lot of people, particularly yeah. some of the hydrocodone, oxycodone, oxycodone. Yeah. I mean, those are hardcore. Man. Yeah. I I don't know. I and Vicodin. Vicodin's hard, freaking core. Yeah. But um, there are two guys in my home group yeah. who've had surgeries mm-hmm. in the past few weeks, right. and both of them spoke about. Huh. The, their hesitancy yeah. beforehand. One of them has 38 years, you know, wow. and now his arms in a sling, and he took the medication as prescribed, yeah. and he's okay. Right. Yeah. Um, the other guy is uh, he'll be back next week. He's he's actually been homebound by mm-hmm. his knee surgery and hip surgery, but um, but there was a lot of hesitancy. There was a lot of anxiety about yeah. it, and I think that it's just talking about it and mm-hmm. building up a little accountability, and you know, yeah, I, I, that's healthy. Well, yeah, say, yes. Hey, I'm freaked out about this. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to go, but I know I'm going to be in excruciating pain. Yeah, yeah. And I know that, you know, mm-hmm. if I take this as prescribed, that I will be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason they have prescription instructions is so that you won't get into an abuse, so mm-hmm. you won't get high, so to speak. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But that said, I guess that then it comes down to your own proclivities. And are you are you sober enough or are you mindful of your own sobriety enough mm-hmm. to draw that line and say, okay, it says take one every six hours with the full stomach yeah not you know take six every one hour and right. don't eat right it's six hours later somewhere <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, yeah the whole last, in, the last hundred pages of infinite jest we're all oh, don yeah. gately trying oh, to yeah. stay sober on his you know in traction uh, everyone's trying to get well, him to take prescription painkillers every doctor that walks in and and oh i don't know yeah yeah so i guess the moral of the story is don't get hurt yeah 
And then <laughs> you, you won't have to worry about it. That's right. <laughs> Just do not do anything that will cause you pain. Ever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's probably good. Yeah. Good way to go about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wear pads. Padded suit. Right. Yeah. Boy in a bubble. Uh-huh. Don't leave the house. <laughs> There's sharp things out there that right. hurt you. Uh, I... But you know, the more we talk about this, the thing that I that keeps jumping to the forefront of my mind is that, um, you know, I think just, I keep reading a lot about it. Just so many of the kids in a home with these prescriptions finding them, and that's how they sort of yeah. begin their experimentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I, yeah. I guess just because there is some, uh, so it's more predominant because they are so, I guess, overprescribed as part of it too, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then you know this, so so that's one area where sort of kids are almost you know in danger in their own home yeah. of yeah. of moving yeah. you know in into the realm of substance abuse. And the other thing that's been going around a lot this week is that um, you know kids that are allowed to try or sip alcohol mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. are more likely to have substance abuse problems later. Really, um, which is not. What the French will lead you to believe, exactly. No, but they know not what popular wisdom will lead you to believe. Right, right. Even like, a lot of well, just yeah, like, yeah kind of. But I, I don't have it in front. I mean, you know, my strength isn't retaining the, wow. the specifics, and that's why I try to link things in the notes. But um, yeah, there's a study that shows like it significantly increases the likelihood that that kid will abuse wow. alcohol, which is not uh, like right. It's by taking demystifying it, right. it won't be that big a deal. Right. That's the other argument. By sure. making it like no big deal around the yeah. house, right. you won't go off when you're 18 and become this binge drinking fool. Right, because it'll be familiar and cool yeah. and it was safe environment. No. And that's not right. true. No. Right. Wow. You, you won't launch yourself into freshman year of college like, yeah. you know, I right. did. Yeah. I, I did. I mean, phew, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I was all, forget all about that's it. Rough, you know, right. I was out of the house and. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's that's interesting. That I'd like to read that because I, I know. you know I have kids. I read that too. Uh, yeah, I know. Again, I'll post that link in the in the. What um, what newspaper was that? It's it's all over right oh, now. It's, it's everywhere. Steady's been. I mean, certainly Some, in my Twitter line and the things that I follow. For me, it's all over. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm, you know, sort of. It was in the Onion. <laughs> <laughs> there was a funny whatever. I'll, I'll, there was a funny piece in the Onion about. Uh, Man launches into decades-long slide into alcoholism or something like that, which is kind of funny. One of my favorite Onion articles of all time is uh, "Alcohol is my anti-drug." <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I feel the need to do some drugs, I just six, seven beers takes the edge right off. <laughs> uh, oh, alcohol. You know, it's funny when you were talking, Chris. I was thinking we haven't even touched on like amphetamine abuse, and yeah. I have an eleven-year-old, I have an eight-year-old. I can't tell you how many of their friends are prescribed Adderall or right. Ritalin for ADD, ADHD. And that is amphetamines. It's amphetamine. Okay. I mean, Adderall, if you were to look at it, it is salt of amphetamine. That's mm. what Adderall is. Um, I know hmm. it. Well, that was weird. The, yeah, something happened. There's but, a special um, guest in the studio tonight. Yeah. He's going to strum us a tune he wrote for us. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> and it was the death of the show when we figured out you can make guitar noises with your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Screw talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and uh, Since I know right, it's a thing. Jam in Major League Baseball right now. Um, there are players who are prescribed mm. Adderall. Um, mm. and, they, and with the proper doctor's permission, you mm-hmm. can take it legally right. and still yeah. play. But, you know, is it a performance enhancer? Sure. Or is it just, it's but for people that have ADHD, it does the exact opposite. But if you right. don't have it, it's speed. It's like a double right. negative wow. for people with ADHD, yeah, right? right? It's right. like it's 
speeds up the speedy to slow them down. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's my understanding of it. I mean, I and it helps bring some degree of focus. I don't know. I took a lot of Adderall when you and I oh. worked together. Jeff. Yeah. Because there was a guy on my team who was prescribed it, mm. and, uh, so he'd always give it to me. And, wow. Yeah. And you it were was one crafty speed. bastard, Matt. It was Did speed. it work? But it, uh, it made you speedy. It made me really speedy. Yeah. Gotcha. Hyper-focused and kind of out of my mind. Hmm. But yeah, it's amphetamines. It's the same as, you know. Wow. Well, yeah. So anyway. That's easy that, to but, use. And those are all over the place. And they're prescribed, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. with uh, pretty loosely from what I'm able to observe. And there's been plenty of media, plenty, plenty of talk in the media yeah. about um, over-prescription or under-prescription mm-hmm. or what have you. But, and again, I'm not in a position to speak with any no, real basis of knowledge on mm-hmm. it. But I do know that you can get, you can get hooked on Adderall. Interesting. Um, real fast. Hmm. Wow. Uh, just a little bit of a different hook, I guess. And mm-hmm. I don't know that what kind of abuse that would lead to, but yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. we do like speed in this society. Sure, we do. We like things that amp we, you up. Yeah, Absolutely. well, like up. I mean, everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, the two. What are the? I mean, the two biggest abused. I mean, well, they're both. I mean, up represent. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Yeah, Opioids yeah. and and meth. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is. I mean, I don't know. I never did. Can meth. you do those at the same meth? time? Is there I never something? did meth either? Yeah, you can. Never it's even seen meth. Speedball? Is that shit. an old speedball? No. Uh, it's called something else. It's called California Rocket Fuel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never seen meth, but no. other than on Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, right. I've never right. actually seen it. Yeah, I got out before. It though. seems like a bitch to make though. Like when you go in and think about how hard that shit is to make, like that's a lot of commitment to make that stuff. Well, you I mean, that's the crazy thing is. You, if you're like, the, I don't know what it's called. It's like the walking meth lab. Yeah. Somehow you can make it in, well, in a, in a, in like a two liter bottle. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, it's like shake and bake meth yeah. or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Whew. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I know it's prevalent. I know we live. You know we're in Missouri. Yeah. We're in the meth capital mm-hmm. of the country. Yeah. Proud. That's what it says on the license plate. So. Yeah. So you it says when you cross the border. That's right. Welcome. <laughs> I don't like states that have something about Lincoln, even though he wasn't born there. So I'm like, every state, there's like five states. Lincoln drove through here. Right. But <laughs> right. Drove right. Right. Yeah. Like I was. Uh, I think. So like, I mean, this think, is a learning episode. Yeah, it is. There's so many lessons and layers. Don't get hurt. <laughs> don't get hurt. Don't leave your house. Don't leave your house. And uh, yeah, then, then math, make it in a but, two liter, apparently. Hmm. We'll try that for next week. We will try to cook some meth. <laughs> <laughs> Using while, items found. While we're recuperating from our kidney surgeries. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, Can you... Re- yeah, kidneys, right? Replace kidneys. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah one of the, well, well you, can, you can live with one. Oh, right. right. I have a close, a close friend, my buddy Wojtek, who I believe has listened to this podcast before, huh. my sober buddy in Chicago. He, uh, he got sober... And then found out shortly thereafter that he had a heart condition. Mm. He's 50 years old. Wow. Uh, he has a heart condition. And then they found out shortly after that that he had a uh, kidney cancer. Wow. So he had to have a kidney removed. Um, he was in the hospital for two weeks. Wow. He was highly medicated while in the hospital. Hmm. Did not change his sobriety date, nor should he have. I mean, you know, you're getting a fucking kidney hmm. removed. But uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, the, the, when they knock your ass out, like, yeah, you're taking right. that shit. Came out, took his medication yeah. as prescribed, didn't develop any issues. That's cool. Uh, still sober today. All right. So Sweet. we're a year. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. We're getting the, the call. Pacemaker. 
Should we call it? That'd be a little shorty. It was yeah. good. With little. Like how long is it? Uh, Forty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's all right with me. Next week we'll do a marathon. Yep. We're we're gonna have guests back on soon. Oh, we are. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back into it. I just have to put the producer hat back on and start making calls. And I like it. That's Chris's way of saying you guys aren't carrying. You guys no, 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 no. It's <laughs> just carrying your water. No, I, I got. I'll admit to being a little, you know, overwhelmed and stuff. But now that things are settling down, I'm ready to go. All right. Awesome. Bye. 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 What do you want to give for me? When you got a pipe and dreams. <laughs> <laughs>